Hey everybody, it is Dave Palais. This is a special 2020 NFL Draft Show. We're two days before the NFL Draft. So for a special draft show, Jeff isn't here today. What I decided to do was to bring on my son, Josh Palais, who was a college football player at Alabama. He's played with some of the guys in the draft. I know it's been this way for the last few years. I was always thought we should go ahead and do a draft show because you knew so many of these guys on a personal note. There's still some of the guys that are in the draft that you played with. So I thought it'd be interesting to get your perspective on what you see coming out in the 2020 draft. Now, when we do the, our picks, Josh hasn't seen my picks. I haven't seen his picks. We're only going to do the first round. We'll spend a little bit more time, obviously, on the top 10 picks. We're going to give you all 32 and also get your opinion, most importantly, on why you think guys will be good or why they will struggle in the NFL. We'll cut right to the chase. We'll get right to it. Josh, I'll give you the first pick, NFL draft. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. I think it makes all the sense in the world to go with Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback. He's an Ohio kid. He's accurate. He makes good decisions. He broke an FBS record with 60 touchdowns last year playing under Joe Brady. Bengals were 30th in points. I don't think you can miss here with Joe Burrow with the number one pick. Just an amazing year. I mean, when you look at Joe Burrow, who started at Ohio State, had a transfer out because it couldn't become the starting quarterback, goes to LSU, and not only did they win the national championship – but arguably the greatest year ever for a college quarterback wins the Heisman Trophy and does everything with the touchdowns and the accuracy and the legs and the comparison to Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Is there anybody in the NFL that you would compare him to, or is it one of those where you go, hey, he's a kid, he's going to struggle with a team that is picking number one for a reason? I hate to put this expectation on him, but Tom Brady looks like he doesn't make mistakes, makes the good read, doesn't have an overly strong arm, but he'll put it right where the receiver can get it, throws a very catchable ball, I can see him with a lot of success at the next level with the Bengals. All right. Right now, you and I have the same pick. I think the rest of the country has the same thing as well. If it's not Joe Burr, it will be a shock to start the draft on Thursday. Washington Redskins have the next pick. I'll tell you who I pick first. I have Chase Young, Ohio State defensive end. Chase is one of those guys they say is a freak of nature. Some people say he's a little undersized, but they said right now the NFL is about speed and strength. And he can do everything that these other defensive ends have done for Ohio State. When you look at Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa, he's the third guy to come out now that people say he's by far the best defensive player in the draft. I agree. The best defensive player in the draft. When you watch his tape, he's explosive. That's the first thing you noticed. He's the master of the strip sack. He had six forced fumbles last year, 16 and a half sacks. The Redskins only had eight and a half sacks by Matt Ioannidis to lead the team last year. That's not going to be good enough. They have the best defense and points per game, but they have Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen to build around with. I think you can't miss here with the best defensive player in the draft with Chase Young. Everyone knows Ron Rivera is now the head coach at Washington. He's a defensive guy first. I don't think people realize already, even without Chase Young, how good the Washington Redskins defense is. They don't. They have a lot of Alabama guys, so I'm a little bit biased, but they play very good defense. Their offense struggled last year, as we all know. I think uh, if you bring Chase Young in here, you can make a big defensive uh, adjustment by bringing a guy that can get to the quarterback something they didn't have last year all right number three pick in the draft it's the Detroit Lions again Josh and I are doing these picks assuming there are no trades we know trades are going to happen a lot of rumors that the Lions will trade out of this pick but we're going to stay with what it is right now and right now the Detroit Lions have their third pick in the draft who do you have the Lions taking I have Jeff Okuda the cornerback from Ohio State he's the most polished corner in the draft he's great impressed man the preferred scheme by the Lions he only allowed six passes of 15 yards or more all season in coverage as well. He's a great player. He's a great guy to replace Darius Slay. 
I think you can't miss here with a corner that can uh, be on Devontae Adams and Adam Thielen and lock down the NFC North. I tell you what, right now you and I are three for three. I'm going to CUDA as well. What's interesting about this when I look at as a big college football fan myself is that the top three guys were all teammates at one time at Ohio State. You know, Burrow was there, Young was there, now Akuda was there. If you're Ohio State, two things, you're extremely excited saying that's our school, and at the same time you're going, how the hell have we not won a national championship <laughs> in a long time? What was Urban Meyer doing? Well, he's doing a lot, and it was a lot off the field, and they should have won a national championship with all this talent. All right, moving on to pick number four, New York Giants. I'm going with offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. He is phenomenal. He is a three-sport champion in high school, great athlete. He ran the fastest 40 of all linemen. He broke the vertical jump record for all that that means and had the longest broad jump as well. He's a day-one starter, can play either tackle or guard. You need somebody to protect Daniel Jones who fumbled 13 times last year. It's just not going to work. Are you right there with me? Do you have worse going number four, too? Look at that. He's the best tackle in the draft. You can't miss with the tackle, especially for a team like the Giants that have trouble moving the ball. You got, you got to go with Tristan Wirfs here at the fourth pick. Okay, so right there you and I are four for four, which is, I tell you, completely surprising. You and I don't agree on a lot when it comes to player personnel. This right here, to me, is going to be what changes the draft. This is where people go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. If it's not a trade that happens before this, it's the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins are picking number five right now. A lot of talk. They're the team that will move up to number three. But the Miami Dolphins have a lot of holes. They traded a lot of guys away. What direction are they going? I think they have the most holes out of any team in the league. I think they're going to go Justin Herbert, which would be a huge mistake. I think they're not sold on Tua because of his injuries. I'm not a fan. What do you think of Justin Herbert? Not a fan at all. That's funny. You, you know, you and I obviously talk about who we like and who we don't like, but we, you and I pay attention to the quarterback position, just like the average college football fan. When you look at Justin Herbert, the reason I'm not a fan is he reminds me of a guy – I don't want to say Ryan Leaf because that's one of those deals where the guy's a big guy, has the strong arm. I understand all that. But the NFL is about reading defenses. And for me, Herbert wasn't a guy that read Pac-12 defenses very well. You're talking about a conference that wasn't very good, wasn't very strong for the last few years, and yet Herbert couldn't sit there and dominate. I think that's that's a big red flag. I also find it interesting that if the Dolphins do what you and I both say, that Herbert's the guy, what do you do again with Rosen? Rosen has to be sitting there scratching his head going, it didn't work out in Arizona. It didn't work out in Miami. He's going to one out the second Herbert is drafted, if that's the case. But, again, who people who follow the Dolphins will say, this is a typical Dolphin move getting the wrong quarterback. I agree. I don't think Josh Rosen has been getting a fair shake in the NFL. Maybe trade him away, get some more picks. But like you said, Justin Herbert looks great on paper. He just doesn't produce with all the intangibles that he has. He's never left Eugene, Oregon as well. He went to high school there, played college there. They're going to move him to Florida. It just doesn't make much sense to me. I'd go with Tua here, but um, I don't make the decisions for the Dolphins. Okay, speaking of Tua, the Chargers pick Knicks at number six. You and I obviously are, are Tua fans, Alabama guy, but – I always tell people that ask me about Tua, they go, hey, did Josh ever meet Tua? And I said, you know what? Josh was actually there when Tua was making his visits at a high school. And I would talk to Josh all the time after practices, what happened in practice. And you told me the day that Tua showed up, you said, I think I just saw the best quarterback in my life. The best quarterback I've ever seen in my life as a senior in high school. Not tall, could throw the ball on a rope from 50 yards out. The Calvin Ridley, Robert Foster, these guys on the team were saying he's better than Jalen right now. And he was only, what, 16, 17 at the time. Unbelievable quarterback. I have the Chargers taking him at number six. Very accurate. Throws a great deep ball. Calm under pressure. Played great in the SEC first time there. I love Tua. 
I am, I'm with you as well. I think this is also the move that the Chargers need. The Chargers obviously came out with their brand new uniforms, and they think maybe not only will help in jersey sales, but they're hoping in season tickets as well. Chargers are having a tough time in Los Angeles. Tua right now, to me, is that superstar that gets people to buy tickets. The interesting thing also with Tua, is, as much as you and I like him, the interesting thing also, he'd be the only left-handed quarterback in the NFL. It's very interesting. I think being the only left-handed quarterback in the NFL draws more fans. People want to see what it looks like. There's Alabama fans everywhere. They'll come to the games in L.A. You need a quarterback like that where people are going to come. I think it's also uh, noteworthy. This will be a fourth different offensive coordinator in four years. I'm interested to see what the Chargers do with this pick. Very bright. Again, left-handed quarterback, the ball spins the opposite way for receivers. If you aren't used to playing with a left-handed quarterback, it's something that takes a little bit of time to get used to. Even Jerry Rice said when he played with Joe Montana and went to Steve Young, it took a little bit of time. The, the Again, the ball spinning the opposite way is something that you can't overlook. He's extremely accurate. Right now, the big knock on Tua is that he gets injured. Well, you know what? You know who doesn't get injured? Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers doesn't get injured. <laughs> Guess what? Ben Roethlisberger gets injured. Yep. Carson Wentz gets injured. There are guys in the NFL that you see Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Guys who we sit there and say, that guy's fantastic. Those guys suffer injuries. I think Nick Saban said the best thing about Tua, and he said the reason he gets injured, not because his body can't hold up, it's because he tries to extend plays that aren't there. Exactly. And in the NFL, you learn quickly. You don't extend plays. Yeah, you learn as you get older, and I think you can't miss this pick with the Chargers. You've got to go with Tua. For number seven, I have Isaiah Simmons going to the Panthers, linebacker, safety, hybrid, Great player. When you put on the tape, his speed jumps out to you. He's the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. What do you think about that pick? Okay, so Isaiah Simmons, I have the same thing as well. Isaiah Simmons is maybe the best overall athlete in this draft, right? Everyone's talking about him, that he could even go as early as three or four to the Giants. And, and he reminds me a lot of what Derwin James is with the Chargers, a guy that's a, a, really, a, to me, a safety that you can move up to play linebacker, move him all around the field. The guy's a tremendous athlete. My thing is, and I hate to sit there and say because of the school, there aren't too many Clemson defensive players that have made a major impact in recent years. And even though those guys do a fantastic job of winning championships and getting to the championship game, Isaiah Simmons, I know he's a different guy and he's kind of a freak of nature, but he reminds me almost of these NFL guys that are the workout kings that all of a sudden can't apply it to an NFL game. And right now I'd kind of stay away from the Clemson defensive players. I think it's a great point. I think you need somebody to come in, though, and replace Luke Keekley, who you lost. It would be interesting to see how his, career, how his career shakes out, but you, you make a good point. Clemson defensive players don't have a great track record. All right, picking at number eight, it's the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals need a little bit of help. They need help protecting their quarterback, who was the number one pick in the draft last year. Murray did a much better job than I think a lot of people thought with no help. He has DeAndre Hopkins. He has, um, he has Larry Fitzgerald as well helping him out. So when you look at the Cardinals, what can you do to protect Murray? I'm going right now. I'm going with an Alabama guy. I'm going to go with Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle. He's the most pro-ready offensive lineman in this draft. You need somebody to pr protect Kyler Murray, like you said. Great athlete, quick feet, very good pass blocker. If you don't have somebody to help you with the pass block, how are you going to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins? I don't think you can miss this pick as well. All right, number nine, it's the Jaguars. And I honestly believe Jacksonville is doing the best they can do to sit there and tank the entire 2020 season. And what I mean is a lot of people saying the old suck for luck when they were the Colts were trying to get Andrew Luck. People are saying the Patriots when they let Tom Brady go that maybe they were trying to do the same thing. I don't think it's in Bill Belichick's nature to tank an entire season that he knows that people are going to say who was the most important person involved in the Patriots. Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? I don't see the Patriots tanking it, but I do see the Jaguars tanking it. 
and I don't think the Jaguars are going to do anything to help that team that, that's going to be major as far as winning games, but somebody that can help them out in the long run will be Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. I have the same player. That's funny. I think you looked at my list. I did not look at your list. This is the, honestly the first time I think you and I have agreed this much. No, nah, I'm kidding. But freakishly strong, very good player. He reminds me of Linval Joseph from the Vikings. He clogs up the middle. I think you need to sign. I think you need to pick him up because Clayus Campbell is not there anymore. Yannick Ngannwe wants out, and Marcel Darius was cut. You need to bring somebody on the defensive line to shore up that defense who was awful last year. All right, moving on to number 10. This is where I think things start to change for you and I. I would love to see him last to the Raiders, but I don't think he goes. I think it's the Browns. I Honestly, in my opinion, I think Odell Beckham Jr. will not be with the Browns when the season starts. I think they go wide receiver, and they're going Jerry Judy, the junior from Alabama. Jerry Judy's the best receiver in this draft. Unbiasedly, he's a great route runner. He catches the deep ball better than anybody in this draft. He's a playmaker. He'll be the number one receiver on any team that drafts him that needs a receiver. I think you can't miss with Jerry Judy here. Jerry Judy reminds me a lot of Antonio Brown without as much speed. And not saying that Judy's slow, but Antonio Brown was a little bit of a freak. Jerry Judy, though, as far as the receivers that have come out of Alabama in the past, Julio Jones, I think, is at a different class. But I do think he, he's better than Calvin Ridley. I think he's better than Amari Cooper. I think he's, he's the second best Alabama receiver I've seen in the last 10 years. He might be. I think he was very good. He didn't get enough catches because he shared the field with Henry Ruggs and Devontae Smith. I think he's a very good player. That would be great for the Browns as well. Number 11, New York Jets. The Jets, no matter who they pick, they, there would be a boo if this thing wasn't going over a Zoom or, or, you know, basically the computer for everyone to sit there and watch. It's going to be weird watching the draft, but the Jets fans freak out no matter what. Who do you have the Jets taking? I have the Jets taking C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. Very good route runner. Reminds me a lot of Devontae Adams. Very good hands. Not, not extremely fast, but he gets to the end zone. I think he was very good for Oklahoma. He's be a great replacement for Robbie Anderson. Okay, this is where things uh, take a turn as far as our picks go. I have the Jets take an offensive tackle, Mekhi Becton, out of Louisville. And, and the reason I haven't taken him is I, I think, obviously, the quarterback needs a little bit of protection, kind of like we just said in Arizona. Also, the Jets have so many holes. Even if they were to go ahead and get a big-time receiver right here, that's just another problem that they say, hey, we solved this. But what's the point of having a great receiver if you have no protection for the quarterback? Yeah, Mekhi Becton's a very good player, very strong, very fast. Big kid, six seven three sixty, addresses a need at tackle, and uh, they have a lot of holes, so that might be somewhere where you start. All right, I'll go with the Raiders pick at 12 because the Raiders pick, I have exactly what you had for the Jets. I have C.D. Lamb, the wide receiver. I think the Raiders would prefer to go with the Jerry Judy, um, but C.D. Lamb's the guy I think they're going to go with. I'm not so sure he's the guy that I want. I'm always scratching my head a little bit about the conference you know what is the big 12 all about you see a lot of guys that don't translate to the big 12 Patrick Mahomes has been the the guy in recent years we go well maybe the big 12 is for real look at Mahomes step in and be able to be an MVP and a Super Bowl winner but for me I'm going uh, C.D. Lamb and, and for the Raiders and I think that's the wide receiver that Mike Mayock takes be a great call for 13 I'm 49ers are going with Henry Ruggs out of Alabama well who do you guys have the Raiders taking who do you Raiders pick? taking Jerry Judy Jerry uh, Judy Jerry okay Judy. I think Jerry Judy goes to the Raiders I think Mekhi Becton goes to the Browns to backtrack a little bit okay I think uh both are great players and I have at 13 Henry Ruggs going to the 49ers out of Alabama the fastest runner in this draft 
sub 4-4 speed, a lot like Tyreek Hill, scored 25% of the time he touched the ball last season. What do you think about Henry Ruggs? I'm a huge Henry Ruggs fan, and, and the first thing that made me a Henry Ruggs fan was he wore your jersey number. When you left Alabama, <laughs> he took your jersey number, so I always paid attention to number 11. But he, he's a tremendous athlete, great story, and for people who don't follow the, the stories of these athletes, Henry Ruggs tells the story about how him and his best friend were basketball players, and his best friend told him, Dude, your future's the NFL. He goes, this is what you're going to do. And his friend passed away in a car accident while he was in high school, and Henry Ruggs dedicates basically his athletic career to him. They were extremely close. But Ruggs is one of those guys, if he was a Raider, couldn't be happier being a Raider fan. But if he's right there across the bay with with the Niners, uh, it's a really good team for Henry Ruggs to go to. Couldn't agree more. They need to replace Emmanuel Sanders. 14, who do you have? 14, I think, honestly, and it's weird that at 14, it's almost as sure of a thing as the number one pick in the draft. I don't know anybody that doesn't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't going to take Andrew Thomas' offensive tackle from Georgia. I couldn't agree more. I think it's almost a lock. Very strong. He could be a Pro Bowl player in his first year. He's a true freshman starter out of Georgia, can play at either tackle spot. Buccaneers tackles ranked 32nd and 33rd, according to PFF. What do you think for him blocking for Tom Brady next That's, year? Talk about a guy that knows how to get rid of the ball, right? Tom Brady yeah. doesn't take sacks a lot. He's going to make him look like uh, basically an all-pro offensive tackle in his first year. They just added Gronkowski today to that team. All of a sudden, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you added the greatest quarterback in history and the greatest tight end in history, and you're saying, man, things cannot possibly get better. You have a coach that everybody loves. Tampa Bay will be very interesting. That whole division is going to be extremely interesting. Very interesting. Do you think Rob Gronkowski has a lot left in the tank? I think he does. He says his legs haven't felt better. He needs to gain a little bit of weight, but he he says his legs haven't felt this good in years. It will be very interesting to see. A lot of people are saying the rumors because he's so much thinner than he was with the Patriots that he's going to play more of a wide receiver role. Wow. And, uh, again, tremendous athlete. Uh, Denver Broncos picking at 15. Now, here's a guy that a lot of people have ahead of where I have him, at least. It's the cornerback out of Florida, C.J. Henderson, who's outstanding. Just extremely fast, extremely gifted, played in the SEC, which I think is the most ready NFL conference, and there's a reason why more SEC players go into the first round than any other conference. I think C.J. Henderson's going to the Denver Broncos. I agree, C.J. Henderson, the Broncos. Florida has a great track record of cornerbacks translating to the NFL. You need somebody to replace Chris Harris as well to man up with Tyree Kill and Keenan Allen and maybe Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb with the Raiders. He's a great player, very good in man coverage. I like this pick for the Broncos. All right, Atlanta Falcons at 16. Where are you going? Javon Kinlaw, defensive end from South Carolina. Very good player, great, great athlete. The Falcons need so much help. They only have six picks in the draft. I would actually trade down and get more picks. But if they keep this pick, I'd go with Javon Kinlaw. That's exactly what I have going as well. South Carolina guy close to Georgia. Obviously, the Falcons didn't have to go very far to take a look at him. Um, tremendous athlete as well. Again, a fan of the SEC. Dallas Cowboys, they pick at 17. Who do you have there? I have Kaylevon Chase on, defensive end out of LSU. Who do you have? I have, <laughs> I have the exact same guy. You and I, the last uh, four picks in a row, we have the same guy. I have the exact same reason. The Dallas Cowboys, they need a little help uh, fixing that defense. One of the, Still one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. Pretty amazing that the Cowboys have had trouble winning in the postseason, not even making the postseason a year ago with an extremely talented roster. But the Dallas Cowboys obviously are the number one story every single day on SportsCenter. They're the number one story on talk radio. 
the Dallas Cowboys defense gets a little bit better on Thursday. And they need the help uh, on the defense because they led the NFL in points last year. Robert Quinn's not there. Randy Gregory and Alden Smith are yet to be reinstated. And this is a kid in Texas who would love to be a Cowboy. When you put on his tape, he's extremely fast. You need somebody opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. you got to go with Kayleigh Von Chase on here. All right, 818, I'll give you my pick. First, we'll go with Miami Dolphins. I'm going an offensive tackle to protect Justin Herbert. I'm going Austin Jackson, USC. Austin Jackson's a phenomenal player. I have Josh Jones, the tackle out of Houston. He's a four-year starter, great pass blocker. Austin Jackson's equally as good. I don't think you can miss here. But like you said, the Dolphins need so much help. you got to go with a tackle here to protect, you know, probably who's going to be the quarterback next year. You know, whoever it is, Justin Herbert, Tua, you need somebody to protect him. And you got to go with the tackle. All right. The Raiders pick again at 19. The Raiders, I'm going with – I'll go with the Raider picks because that's my team. But the Raiders – I'm going with another Oklahoma player, which would normally make me scratch my head. I can't believe two Oklahoma players in the same uh, same first round. But I'm thinking Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma linebacker. He's very good. Three-year leader on the defense for Oklahoma. Like you said earlier, that Big 12 defense, who knows how good he really is. Yes. I think he's a phenomenal player. The Raiders need help at linebacker. They just had Corey Littleton sign on their team. They need somebody opposite of him. Kenneth Murray's a phenomenal player. All right. Jaguars pick at number 20. Where are you going? I have Patrick Queen going exactly to right. the going to the Jaguars. Very very good speed, very very quick to the ball. Great pairing with their defense right there. I think you need somebody to build around since you're doing a rebuild in Jacksonville. Patrick Queen is a phenomenal player. So you and I right there, we both have Patrick Queen linebacker playing again right behind the Dolphins. Um, excuse me, the Jaguars' other pick in the first round at number nine, Derek Brown. Again, two SEC guys. Patrick Queen from LSU, a guy that won a national championship, which I always like guys that you say are winners guys who are used to winning philadelphia eagles at 21 i'll go first here i think they're looking for a wide receiver if they go anywhere but wide receiver i think people will be shocked i'm going to go with clemson wide receiver t higgins t higgins is a very good player i have them taking justin jefferson out of lsu he led all the fbs with 111 catches for a very good lsu team he has a great catch radius very tall very good player the high points the ball better than anybody in this draft minnesota vikings picking at 22 I have the Vikings taking Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. Who do you have the Vikings taking? I have them taking Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. LSU has the best track record of any team in college football, having cornerbacks do well in the NFL. They need somebody to replace Xavier Rhodes. I think he's a very good player that you can get later in the second round. In the first round, I apologize. All right, so moving on, you have the New England Patriots picking at 23. Been a long time to see the Patriots picking that low in the draft. But I'm going Alabama safety, Xavier McKinney. One of those guys I think as good as he is, didn't get the publicity most guys with his skill level would get if he was at another school because Alabama has so many popular players. But I'm going that whole Nick Saban, Bill Belichick connection. I'm going Xavier McKinney safety, Alabama. Xavier McKinney's the best safety in this draft. That'd be a great pick. I have the Patriots taking A.J. Epineza out of Iowa, the defensive end, big, tough, strong kid. Has great, has great intangibles, great at the Pro Bowl, very stiff in the lower body. That's something he needs to work on to be successful at the NFL level. Going at number 24, everyone knows Drew Brees has said this is probably his last year, meaning they could be looking for a quarterback. They lose Teddy Bridgewater, who they thought would take over for Brees. Bridgewater has moved on to Carolina. I'm going with the Saints looking at a quarterback, not a guy that I'm really a fan of, but a guy that I think is who the Saints will take because it's an area of need. I'm saying they're going to take Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. Jordan Love is not a player that I'm a fan of, similar to Justin Herbert. He has great skills, but he just does not produce with the skill that he has. 
I have the Saints going with T. Higgins out of Clemson. I think Emmanuel Sanders is a short-term fix. you got to go with the guy here that's younger that can match up with Michael Thomas skill-wise. I think the Saints need more help at receiver, and I would go with T. Higgins. I guarantee you Drew Brees would rather they go wide receiver than go with his backup with the first pick in the draft. Right? If Brees is there, he's thinking, this is my last go-around. I want to win another Super Bowl. Absolutely. He needs help. And maybe uh, they try and say, let's do it for Drew. And maybe they're thinking, we'll do something later on, is whether free agency or trade. or Who knows where Jordan Love goes? But a lot of people seem to like Jordan Love. Again, I'm not a fan. People keep comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. I think he's far off from what Patrick Mahomes is. Minnesota Vikings again go at number 25. I'm going Josh Jones from Houston offensive tackle. I have them taking your turk, Gross Matos, defensive end out of Penn State. Long edge defender. Minnesota needs somebody to pair with Danielle Hunter. He's a very raw player that can help out that defense immediately. It is noteworthy that he was involved in the hazing scandal. Penn State has some character issues, but I think he's a very good player when he's on the field. Miami Dolphins again. They're back at it. The number 26 overall. Miami Dolphins, I'm going the first running back in the draft. I'm going DeAndre Swift from Georgia. I agree. DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. He's the best running back in this draft. A three-down back. He has very good speed. The Dolphins ranked last in rushing last year. They need immediate help there. I think it's also noteworthy that he got carries as a true freshman with Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. He's an NFL-ready back. He has been for a while. 27. I'm going with Xavier McKinney for the Seattle Seahawks, safety out of Alabama. We talked about him a little bit. He led Alabama in tackles last year. He has Tyron Matthew, light game. Who do you have for the Seahawks? That's interesting that you talk about going safety, right? Because you everyone talks about Earl Thomas and how great he was and how important he was for Pete Carroll's team. He goes to the Ravens, doesn't miss a beat. They become really the top regular season team. How important it was for Pete Carroll to have that big safety. If he sits there and makes Xavier McKinney that guy, I don't think people would be disappointed. I have the Seahawks, though, getting the guy you just spoke about a second ago, the defensive end, Yuter Gross Matos from Penn State. I think he's the guy that's going to replace Clowney on that on that defensive line, and that's just why I picked him there. Again, you mentioned the hazing issues. I think a lot of these guys have something a little bit in their background that doesn't exactly dictate how good of a football player they are, maybe a little bit of character issues. But I always say when you're in college, I still consider you a kid. you know. Yeah. And, and again, you make mistakes, and there's a reason why they call it growing up. Ravens picking at 28. Which way are you going? I got outside linebackers Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. Very quick edge player. A little bit undersized, but the Ravens need somebody across from Matthew Judon. I think the Ravens have a very good offense. Their defense was actually towards the bottom last year, something you're not used to. Who do you have the Ravens taking? I have the Ravens taking Trayvon Diggs from Alabama, and I think he's going to be used more as a safety is, is my, my feeling. They let Tony Jefferson go. Tony Jefferson, of course, people in San Diego know him from East Lake High School. But I think right now Diggs is that guy. It used to be when Ozzie Newsom was the general manager of the Ravens that he loved Alabama guys and took them all the time. Uh, Diggs is a guy that played, obviously, wide receiver in his early years with Alabama, moved on to the defensive side of the ball for the majority of his career. Everybody knows his brother, who's now with the Buffalo Bills. Tremendous athletic family, very fast, but I'm going Diggs to the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, 29, Tennessee Titans, who do you have? Tennessee Titans, I have the guy you just spoke about. I'm going uh, Zach Bond from uh, Wisconsin, defensive end, outside of linebacker, and I like him for the reason, as you said, that he, he's very quick off the ball, a guy that is a guy that can move around a little bit and get those sacks when uh, you surprise your defensive formations a little bit. Maybe he's, he's dropping back in coverage, but for the Titans to say he's a guy that puts pressure on the quarterback. I got them taking Trayvon Diggs, the guy you just spoke about. Tall corner that can match up with big receivers. The Titans have a glaring need at cornerback right now with only Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler on their roster. I think they could use some help at corner, and Trayvon Diggs could be that guy immediately. Number 30, 
Green Bay Packers, I got them taking Austin Jackson, tackled out of USC. Very good athlete, very young, very raw, but you need somebody to protect Aaron Rodgers on that offensive line. Who do you have the Packers take? I tell you, it makes me uncomfortable that you said Austin Jackson because I had Austin Jackson going at 18, and I'm hearing more and more people say he's not NFL ready. Where you have him going seems to make a lot more sense than where I have him going. The Green Bay Packers, I have them taking Denzel Mims, Baylor wide receiver. Denzel Mims is a very good player, very good production for a Baylor team. He's very, very, um, very NFL ready. I think he'd be great for Aaron Rodgers, and they need help with Devontae Adams. 31, who do you have? 31, 49ers have the pick. I'm going Ross Blacklock from TCU, defensive tackle. I have them taking Grant Delpit, LSU safety. Coming into this year, he was known as the best safety in college football. He had a very down 2019, one of the best 2018s out of anybody in college football last year at the safety position. He could play linebacker in the future. I think he will be great for that 49er defense. To round out the first round, the last pick of the first round, I have Jonathan Taylor running back for Wisconsin going to Kansas City Chiefs. As good as that Kansas City Chiefs offense was last year, they could use a running back. Damian Williams had a great Super Bowl, but he only has 12 touchdowns in his entire career. Who do you have the Chiefs take? It's not a bad call. LaShawn McCoy, they let him go. You know, so they definitely need a running back. The running back position could be big for the Chiefs. Again, the, the best team in the NFL won the Super Bowl. And he listened to Patrick Mahomes say, you know what, I'm not even close to the player I'm going to be. I'm just learning how to read defenses right now. I went cornerback, though, for the Chiefs. I went defense on this one. I went Damon Arnett, Ohio State cornerback, who I went in the first round. Yours seems to make a little bit more sense. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go cornerback with the Chiefs right there. I like that pick as well. It was fun doing my first podcast with my dad. I we could do this again. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. I got some more questions okay, for you. Yeah, I'm not going to let you off the okay, hook right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. I got two questions for you. All right. Okay. Number one, is there a player out there that's not going to go in the first round that you think is going to have a big NFL career? I'm going to pick a guy that might go in the first round, but he's not projected to. J.K. Dobbins, running back out of Ohio that's State. A good call. Very good player. Rushed for over 2,000 yards last year. I could see him having big-time production with a good team in the NFL next year. Okay. My guy, I think, and this is one of those if he stays healthy, because he was hurt his entire college career. And I remember you telling me, keep an eye on him. He's the best guy in, in practice. Terrell Lewis. Insane Terrell Lewis, it, defensive end. Josh told me forever, it doesn't matter who's trying to block him. They can't. He gets around everybody. The problem is he has been banged up by every little thing. And so if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Terrell Lewis's name when you started with him was Terrell Williams, correct? Terrell Hall. Terrell Hall. Terrell Hall. Okay, I knew, I knew I had it wrong. So that's what I'm looking at you to set me straight. Terrell Hall, number – 24 number 24 and again he won't be wearing 24 as a defensive end in the nfl but terrell lewis is now the name that he has taken he's the guy that i'm saying could probably get drafted as far back as maybe the third round insane but i think he's going to be one of those guys when they talk about him and he listen to kuiper and mcshay talk about him on tv there's going to be in glowing terms how great of an athlete he really is he barely played at alabama like you said you got a little glimpse of him in his sophomore season in that georgia game for the championship he made a huge play got a big sack i think whoever gets him is going to be lucky to have him if he can stay healthy another guy i want to ask you about because a lot of people are wondering where he goes and what team he goes to one of the most popular guys in college football the last four years it's jalen hurts jalen hurts interesting prospect I don't know if he's a quarterback at the next level. I have the Patriots take him in the later rounds as a favorite to Nick Saban. I think he's a guy that can produce. Maybe not the quarterback position. Maybe he can. I'm not sure if he has the NFL talent at quarterback. What do you think? 
Okay, when I when I look at Jalen, I used to ask you a ton of questions about Jalen, and it's funny. The first time you ever introduced me to him was right after the Crimson, uh, uh, the the Crimson White game, basically the the A Day game where they play against each other. And Jalen told everybody in the quarterback room he's going to be the starting quarterback, and there wasn't a guy in that room that believed him because Alabama doesn't play freshman quarterbacks mm-hmm. and yet there are guys in that room that were the Gatorade high school player there like three of those guys were USA Today player of the year and you have this kid who wasn't even a five-star quarterback in high school saying I'm going to be the guy trust me and you were one of the guys he would talk to the other guys kind of shunned him because he was a freshman that was confident but used to tell me all the time the guy reads defense is great and I remember this was the year after Derrick Henry won the Heisman Trophy and Derrick Henry wore number two and Jalen wore number two and I said to Jalen, very nice meeting you. It was pretty cool that 105,000 people were all wearing your jersey today in the crowd. <laughs> and it took him a second to realize that it was a, a Derrick Henry joke, that everyone was wearing Derrick Henry's jersey from the year before. But he was great to you, which as a dad I always appreciate, but also your younger brother. When you guys won the Peach Bowl, Jalen was only 18 years old, and you guys, you went out with the rest of the team and partied going out to have a good time getting ready for the national championship game, he hung back at the hotel and just hung out with your brother all night. Yeah, he did. He's a a phenomenal guy. I think Jalen, unbiasedly, he's such a good person. I hope he does well in the NFL level. I do too. But like you said, everybody hated his guts in that quarterback room. It was a really interesting dynamic, and I befriended him because I was a walk-on. I wasn't much of a threat to him at that time. But Jalen's such a good kid, very smart, like you said, and hopefully he does well in the NFL level. It'll be interesting to see. Again, I love the NFL draft. I think for most NFL fans, they like it, especially the the other 31 teams who didn't win the Super Bowl saying, hey, my team is playing today. I mean, we're going to get better today, and that's the way they all look at it. My, my team gets better today, and it's the one time of the year where everybody's playing at the same time, and it is extremely exciting. Right now with what we're going through with the coronavirus – the ratings for this are going to be through the roof. I think it's going to set all-time records. Even though the production value might not be what we were hoping to be with the Bellagio where the players walk through the fountains and it was going to be cool as hell what was going to happen in Vegas, still people are going to be extremely excited to see anything that's a break from what we've gone through over the last six, seven weeks. I couldn't agree more. As good as the last dance was, I think more people are going to tune into this And it's going to be great. I cannot wait. All right. So, again, Josh and I gave our picks. Right now, uh, as we're doing the show, I'm sitting there uh, sending emails out to Kyle Pfluger, who handles the DaveAndJeffShow.com website. If you want to go to the website, you just click on blogs. And right there, he has both of ours up. Both of our picks are up. It's the first time you and I can see what we both have. We agreed on a lot more than I thought. I will uh, throw this out to you. I talked about it on the show this week. You can email me your picks, davepalet at gmail.com. Again, P-A-L-E-T at gmail.com. If you can beat me, okay, I won't put Josh out there, but they're pretty similar anyway. But if you can beat me, I will send you a Dave and Jeff t-shirt. Also, at the same time, the reason I like to do my mock picks all these years, Josh, is I, I beat Mel Kuyper every time. And it kills me. Mel Kuyper makes millions of dollars every year. I think McShay is better than Kuyper. But I think Kuyper is so attached to ESPN that there's no way they're ever going to get rid of him. But, um, again, I think I do a better job. Everyone, again, loves to give their opinion. It's like filling out the March Madness brackets, where as soon as you're done filling out your brackets, you say to yourself, I am the smartest guy on the planet. (laughs) And then you have a a Thursday or Friday that goes completely to hell. It happens to all of us. So the mock draft is kind of the same thing. Peter King's mock draft, I looked at it uh, yesterday, looks completely different than anything you and I have. And he's a guy that talks to front offices all the time. 
We'll see how it goes. But again, Thursday is extremely exciting. Try and beat me if, if you can. I appreciate you guys listening. Josh, it was a lot of fun. The first time Josh and I have ever turned the microphones on together, but it was, it was a lot of fun trying to, to knock out the first round in the NFL draft and, of course, bragging rights on uh, who was smarter on this year's 2020 NFL draft.